Welcome to Falling for Jesus. I'm Isabel. Every week at Falling for Jesus, we will be diving into a chapter of Scripture and breaking down the Bible to learn more of our God and falling in love with Jesus. For points of reference, I will be reading the New Living Translation version of the Bible. Join me in using your Bible or click to the YouTube link where the podcast will be posted with follow-along text to read the word as we go along. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, because it is Easter Sunday. It is Resurrection Sunday. Happy Easter to everyone that is tuning in. And Lord Jesus Christ, I just want to say thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for in your resurrection, we are shown that nothing can beat you. You are sh- We are shown that you are our almighty God and that you will come, Lord, to us whenever we need you, that not even the most terrible sins, not even death, not even anything will keep you away from us, will keep your love away from us. And I pray, Lord, that today may you resurrect my faith, may you resurrect the faith of everyone that is listening, and may we renew our hope, our faith, and our confidence and courage in you, Jesus, because you are our strength. And let's pray the prayer Jesus taught us to our Father. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hello and welcome everyone to Falling for Jesus once more. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Easter special. This is Easter Sunday special where we are going to talk about the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today is Resurrection Day. We're going to talk about what that means and we're going to hear a special, special homily that I heard in Mass. I was able to get a live recording from it and um, it really inspired me so I hope it renews resurrects your hope in Jesus and your faith as well and let's get into it it goes like this Now, if you all are familiar with the previous episode that I recorded on this Holy Week, we had a Holy Week special where we talked all about the passion of Christ. And today we are going to be talking about his resurrection and what did his resurrection bring to all of us? You know, oftentimes as a person of faith, a Catholic person of faith precisely, people generally assume that because I go to church, I am perfect. In fact, people have told me that I seem too uppity, that I think I'm the last Coca-Cola of the desert and I seem full of myself. I oftentimes get these comments from people who have never spoken a word with me, but only see me. And in most occasions, I'm not aware of people scrutinizing me or looking at me but in the cases that people do tell me um they usually say wow you know when I met you I assumed this and that and and, you know I thought these things and now that I've had the opportunity to speak with you you're completely opposite of what I've imagined to be sincere 
I threw myself with such abandon to my faith because I realized of the great deal that Jesus loved me. Also, I began to realize in my life that nothing that I turned to gave me comfort. Nothing that I turned to gave me strength. I go to church because of what we have spoken about in this past week. Because in Christ's passion and each of his wounds, in that price that he paid, I see how much he loved us and how much he loves me. And seeing his obedience to the Father, I am in awe at how intensely important God sees us because he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross for us. Now in the current world, we see a lot of divide and turmoil in regards to those who are faithful and those who are not. Yet I say to you that only because you see me speaking these words, it does not mean that Jesus only came for me. Jesus thought about all of us uh, all of us at the same time. He thought about all of us intimately, personally, and individually. For in the bosom of our mother's womb, God knew exactly who we were, who we are, and who we are going to become because we share that same breath of life that was given to Adam in the beginning of time that we read in Genesis 2 and Genesis 3. And with all this being said, I just want to reiterate, Jesus comes for all of us. He comes for all of us who are sinners because that is what we are. And I challenge you to, you know, if you ever want a friend to listen to the podcast or listen to Falling for Jesus, or what should I tell my friends of, of, of you know, different thinking to to inspire them about Jesus like why do they want why should they know Jesus what's so important about Jesus why is Jesus so important why is he so mentioned then I challenge you to mention them about Easter because in Easter we see the culmination of of the promise that God had for the Israelites and we see the delivery in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and all of that coming to fruition you see all these things were prophecy in the Old Testament and they were waiting for these things to happen and even though they waited God still delivered so what does that mean that he is real that he is here and that he is still guarding his people so I inspire I hope that this inspires you to if anyone ask why is Jesus so important why are people of faith so intensely wanting to proclaim this wanting to share this and it is because if you hear something good would you not want to share it i know i would and i know that's why i was inspired to make the podcast because i said to myself many of the times some people don't know and because they don't know that's not a bad thing not to know it's okay not to know something but you know if you don't know and you're curious then you're welcome. You're welcome to want to find out. And if you're curious, ask and seek the Lord and he will open up the way for you and he will teach you and he will guide you and he will place those people in your life to shepherd you, to minister to you and to help you learn more of who he is. Um, It's kind of like my mentor told me um, the other day. He had told me, he said, Isabel, Jesus came and he shepherded fishermen people who used to fish in the sea men that didn't even know how to read nonetheless write some men didn't know how to read some didn't know how to write some did know how to read and write but many did not in that era and time so what does that say about us if he came for those who you know 
maybe in our caliber, in our mind, we'd be like, oh, Peter's just a fisherman. Like, this disciple was just da-da-da-da. And like, look at these people. And Jesus caused such a transformation in them. What more can Jesus do for us, you know, that we can read, that we can write? So just leaving that as some food for thought and just in case if you want to learn more about Jesus or maybe invite someone that you know to learn more about Jesus as well. So now the first reading we're going to read today is a reading on John chapter 20 verses 1 through 9. It tells us what happens after the passion of Christ. The Resurrection Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed, for until then they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said, Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. The word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. In here, we see how Jesus, like he said, he rises from the dead. Mary Magdalene, all nervous and scared, you know, she's saying, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. Yet at this time, like the reading says, they had not understood what had went on. They still had not understood the meaning that Jesus said he will be rising from the dead. So this is what we believe in. This is what the church believes in. And this is why many of the apostles, the apostles that lived through Jesus' life and the gospels, this is why St. Paul, who wrote Romans, Colosseans, and wrote a lot of the um, apostolic letters after Jesus' life and really went hard in spreading the gospel in his time, this is why they died. They died precisely because they believed in what Jesus said and because they also saw him as well. They saw him alive and Jesus told them to proclaim this truth to the rest of the world. So let's read what Peter has to say about that. So we are going to start reading from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. The Gentiles hear the good news. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. This is a message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death 
by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. The word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. And in that reading, we see what the church basically believes, what we all people of faith believe. We believe that Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. We believe that Jesus came for us, that in believing in Jesus, Jesus forgives us of our sins, and we are able to regain connection to the Holy Father who lives and reigns all through the earth. So it is inspiring to listen to this good news because Jesus has beat everything. He's beat sin, he's beat temptation, he's beat death. He's beat the one thing that might have been able to keep us away from God. And God was like, it hasn't. I still beat that. So in this way, God is showing us how he is our champion, how he goes before us in everything that goes on. And that just like he knows how to take care of us and he leads the way, we need to trust him with that same fervor and with that same courage that he loves us with. Now, I wanted to talk about a little bit of my own testimony. You know, I grew up always going to church. My parents made me go to church every day of my life, um, every weekend, prayer groups, singing all the time. And I will say, I, I will be completely, utterly honest, for a lot of my early years, I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't get it. I was like, okay, hallelujah, I'm coming to church it's cute yeah jesus saved us i i i would say these things but i think innately intrinsically and spiritually i didn't yet understand the gravitas and the depth of what um was being said to me and you know like it all it's always a journey yet i remember being at a point in time a few years ago maybe like uh how old am i now uh, 25 um so yeah like maybe two and a half two and a half maybe three years ago um I remember being at my lowest low, my lowest low in my self-esteem and the way I viewed myself, viewed the world, and um, just in how I felt of myself. I was so in insatiated um, with my life and, and my desire in my life that I had become a person that would please people in order just to feel loved, in the sense that... Um, I'd want to please people in my relationships with maybe even my family and like relationship wise, like with guys that I talk to, I would kind of sacrifice what I intrinsically believed in and my morals and who I was just because I was like, oh my God, I really want to be in like love and like I want to be with someone and like, wow, I want to be loved and responded and all that stuff that girls go through and maybe men too. Maybe men too as well go through the same thing where we are so hungry and we desire so much to be loved that we'll do anything to chip away at ourselves just to feel that love from someone, anyone, anyone that's out there. Please love me, um, basically. So 
I found myself um, at the end of that era exhausted and I was crying and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like dang you're ugly and I'm not saying ugly like physically I'm saying ugly like spiritually because I know I'm cute hey but um ugly spiritually because I had said wow you've become the type of girl you never wanted to be you've become spiritually you've let away you've let go of God and you've let go of the things that you intrinsically believe in just to be what led by somebody who doesn't even deserve you and led by somebody who doesn't even see the gift that God has placed in you and the gift that you are um so in that moment I was really brokenhearted by someone that I had dated and um in that moment I felt very shattered I just felt very incomplete and very raw and in that rawness I was just like wow what is lovable of me I kind of asked myself like what is what is lovable of Isabel Tucson and um, God showed me what that was God showed me the specialness that lived in me God showed me how to celebrate the gifts that he had given me and God showed me how intimately he loved me and how much he stood next to me in those moments where I felt at times that he wasn't there but he was always there and he was always renewing my strength in him even though I didn't know what was going on in me but um thanks to that experience that I had um even though it was kind of sad at the beginning but like I mean the end was great um thanks to that experience you know I know that in my heart and in my life God has the throne of my attention and he has the throne of my devotion and my praise because he doesn't only love us when we are the best of ourselves he loves even when we've sinned and we've turned away from him he's always knocking on our door he's always looking for us he's always trying to find a moment in where he can come closer to us and i feel like that is so admirable even when we have not been worthy of such great bountiful grace and mercy even when we have not been he says my child i love you my child i'm here my child look at me and he's there so in this you know season of easter i pray that every day be a resurrection for you may every day be a resurrection of faith and of hope in jesus because he doesn't he don't he never changes and he's constant in his love he's constant in how he loves us and he's constant in the way he wants to be with us it's not only that he wants to be with us because oh we're this we're that no he knows the intrinsic depth of the calamity that our sin causes to us and that's why he's like don't do it just don't do it you know where it's going to take you don't do it you know so being with him has been such a special um moment in my life and it keeps being a renewal of that every day and i pray for that for you my brothers and sisters who enjoy listening to this podcast now we are going to listen to a message 
from the homily that I heard last night at Mass. They record um, the Masses that I go to. I go to St. John's Cathedral at um, Cleveland, Ohio because of my acting gig. I am now in Cleveland, so I've been blessed with going to a great, beautiful, grand cathedral. And there was a homily that was spoken last night that I thought was beautiful. I thought it was gorgeous the way um, the bishop spoke. And I think it is, um, it's, it's definitely inspiring and it's necessary for us to listen to today, especially because I can come on this podcast and say all this stuff, do all this research um, and present it to you all and, and hope that, you know, you guys enjoy it and, and, you know, also feel you guys can meditate with it and contemplate about the word of God as well when you come to falling for Jesus. But also, I am not the only source of where to find Jesus. You know, Jesus is everywhere. And um, there are really great sources in our churches and in our masses where, you know, our priests give us a lot of great teachings and a lot of things that we should be contemplating in this season. And yeah, so I'm going to be leaving his recording on Jesus, who once was dead, has come back to us. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Again, happy Easter, everyone. There's a story about a physician in Arkansas who declared a woman to be dead. Her family was informed, and her husband was absolutely grief-stricken and inconsolable. So you can imagine the surprise of the nurse when she saw the woman slightly move, grabbed her wrist, and discovered that she had a pulse. She was not dead, but alive. The nurse found the doctor and said, you had better tell the family right away that you had diagnosed her demise prematurely. The embarrassed physician phoned the husband and said, I need to talk to you about the condition of your wife. The condition of my wife, he asked. She's dead. That's her condition. Well, the doctor mumbled with great embarrassment. She's seen a slight improvement. On Good Friday, Jesus was buried and his body was dead. His heart stopped beating, his brain stopped working, his muscles stopped moving, and his lungs stopped breathing. But in the darkness of that tomb on Easter morning, his heart started to beat, his lungs filled with air, his muscles moved, and he stood up. He folded his burial shroud the stone rolled back and he walked into the world again, resurrected, alive, and body glorified. That's what we believe. That's the story the apostles told and were willing to give their lives rather than deny. The resurrection of Jesus was more than a slight improvement for him. It was his victory over death. You see, death would not keep him from us. And death, my friends, will not keep us from him. 
He loves us too much for that. For some reason, Jesus seems to be attracted to sinners in need of redemption, and he is not going to let a little thing like death keep us apart. That's a good thing for all of us who are sinners, a good thing for all of us who believe in the resurrection. We have come to know that there is no sin of ours great enough to keep Jesus away from us and no stone heavy enough to keep him dead in the grave. The only thing that will keep Jesus from us is our stubborn refusal to let him live in us. Today, we want to roll that stone away from our hearts and welcome the living Jesus into our lives. Roll that stone away and let him in. We want to exchange our hardened hearts with hearts that are living on fire for God so that people see him in us so that we don't look dead but we look like we have come alive again. He is always outside the door knocking, wanting to come in and live in us, this powerful God of us, this God of love and mercy. So roll the stone back and let him in. Let him live in us. And there's something more about this resurrection. It is a prediction about our future. Jesus is the first fruits, but not the last fruits of the resurrection. Someday, my body, which will be laying over there in the cathedral crypt, will come to life again to rejoin my eternal soul. How this will happen and in what form my glorified body will take, I don't exactly know. I hope I come back a few pounds lighter. As St. Paul said, though, how, how is this going to be? What's it going to look like, this resurrection of the body? Uh, St. Paul says it well. Eye has not seen and ear has not heard what God has ready for those who love him. We do not know what God has ready for us, but we know it's something great and tremendous, as tremendous as Jesus coming out of the grave in a glorified body. Like Christ, we too will rise from the dead, and our condition will also be greatly improved. But to come to this new and transformed life, we must follow in the footsteps of Christ. You see, there are rules to this resurrection. We have to follow Jesus there. He's the way, the truth, and the life. His footsteps, by the way, if we follow in them, always lead to the cross, to some type of dying to self. But our footsteps will never end at the cross, because like Jesus, our footsteps eventually move away from the grave. We can see footsteps moving away from the grave. That's the direction of God from death to life, through the cross to life. Now, in our lives on earth, there are many little deaths that we must endure, endure in order to find life. All of us have our crosses. We must die to our possessions because we take none of it with us. We must die to our sins. We can't take our sins to heaven either. We must die to bad relationships that lead us down the wrong path. And we must die to our grudges, our prejudices, 
and our resentments. In fact, we must be holy as God is holy. We must shed the old self in order to put on the new self, who is Christ himself. Again, when we walk out of this church, do people see Christ on us, in us, through us, living in us? He's alive in us. And of course, there is that great final death to the world, that ultimate goodbye to everything. When we take our last breath on a day we do not know, at that time, whenever it comes, we must place all our trust in the power, promise, and mercy of God to move us to eternal life. We need to remember how God has fulfilled his promises to us in the past, to know that God will fulfill his promise to us about our future, which we see in Jesus coming out of the grave. That means that we must continue to walk with Jesus. We can never give up that walk with Jesus. He is with us even now, leading us by the hand. He walks with us. We say he's alive because he is with us. We have come to know him. By walking forward, but walking forward can sometimes be a scary thing. We, we don't know what to expect in the future, the unknown, and we, we fear it. And yet Jesus tells us over and over again, be not afraid. Whether it's a diagnosis of cancer, or the loss of a job, or the failure of a marriage, or the betrayal of a child, or the rejection of friends, the addiction that seems unshakable, or even a pandemic that has gone on way too long. No matter what it is, do not be afraid, because the final enemy of the human race, death, has been conquered by Jesus. Put everything in that perspective. Death has been conquered. For those who believe in him and follow him, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Let us open our doors wide to Christ, live our lives for him, and serve each other because of him. And let's be thankful to God because of Jesus. Come back to us from the dead. Because of that, our condition is improved. He is risen, he is risen indeed, and there is no putting him back into the grave again. May God bless you and those you love. It was a wonderful homily given by Bishop Edward C. Melsick in um, Ohio, Cleveland at the St. John's cathedral and i hope that you guys were able to enjoy the homily i know that i very much enjoyed it when i heard it last night at the vigil celebration of easter and i wanted to sign us off today with a song we are going to be listening to a song that is very near and dear to my heart it's called lord i lift your name on high and what more better day than to listen to this jam than today. So have a very blessed Resurrection Sunday and have a wonderful Easter, you all.
for joining me this week on Falling for Jesus. Subscribe to the podcast, YouTube page, and follow us on Instagram to be updated for more. Links will be posted on the description box. God bless and keep on falling for Jesus. Thank you.